Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay. One, two, three, four. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. On 98 Rock. All right, here it is. Tuesday, the 29th day of August. 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Good morning. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also use that same number to get on the text machine, the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. You get our podcast and you can stream us. Uh, tomorrow we will release the second episode of our new podcast, The BS Uncensored, if you're into that. Also on YouTube at The Bailey Show, the full video of that as well as clips from the show and then uh, everywhere else on social media. Listen to the BS. Give us a like, share, follow. Uh, Aftershock passes once again. We got them all this week, so we'll give those to you uh, about 8 a.m. if you want to stick around for that and try to win those. I have a feeling the dude that's tried for like six consecutive days (laughs) trying to win these tickets will probably try again, so you might want to beat him to the punch and get on the phones. I mean, you don't have to get on the phone now and hold, but you know what I'm saying, later on in life. So uh, I, I I don't know what this is called, and I'm curious, and I, I haven't had time to look it up, and I don't even know if it's a thing, but is, is, there, is there a condition where a person, a human being, is uh, addicted to certain types of surgeries? Oh, there has to be. Certain types of, like, certain, like, almost pain? Yeah, I mean, that would at bare minimum make you a... Uh, Masochist? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I never said me. Oh, I said a me. person. Well, that would make that person at bare minimum a masochist. <laughs> Whoever you're referring to. What's the difference between a masochist and a... S- a sadist S- likes to inflict pain. A masochist likes to have pain inflicted. Gotcha. Sadomasochism is when you like to inflict pain on yourself. All right. Well, truth be told, I am talking about me. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> so you're a masochist. Well, hold on. Let me tell you. Okay. Uh, as many of you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm very pro go to the dermatologist. I'm very pro get your body checked as often as possible. If you have a spot, go straight to the dermatologist and let them see what it is and scrape it, test it, and and come back because uh, skin cancer is no joke. And we're out we're outside all the time, and, and like we have in our minds that the only time that we have to put on sunscreen is when we go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And so... Every day when we walk outside, just walking from our house to the car, the car to work, to work, to Starbucks, to Starbucks, to the gas station, like those little spurts of being outside, you still can get skin cancer. And you can get skin cancer in the oddest places. Like you can get it in your ear. You can get it everywhere, you know, on your body. And, you know, without going through the whole story again of my buddy back in, in college who died at the age of 22 of skin cancer ever since then. Uh, I just, uh, I've, I've always gone and gotten checked. So I, I had, uh, I've got probably nine or 10 different holes in my body. You know, the latest was the Mohs surgery on my forehead. You know, my, I've got uh, scars on my legs. You know, I'm, I'm just like a beaten up shark, right? <laughs> and so lately I, I had this, it's been a, actually a couple of months. 
this circle on my arm. And it just kind of, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was an ingrown hair or something like that, but it, anyway, so I went and got it checked, you know, and I got to tell you, uh, Roseville dermatology is fantastic. Like unlike most doctors that I've experienced lately, they actually want to get you in and get you checked. <laughs> oh, they want to see patients. So instead of saying, Hey, look, let's wait until November and right. let's hope you don't die by then. <laughs> they make it a point to get you in and they got me in quick, fast in a hurry, which was very nice. Very sweet. Thank you. So I go in there and uh, the doctor is phenomenal. And, you know, I said, this is it. He goes, all right, we're going to scrape it. You know, so they, they numb it, then they scrape it and then they take it off and send it to the labs. He goes, is there any other spots in your body? I said, well, while we're here, while we're at it, while we're here. so I was like, look at these three spots on my right leg and they're all kind of in the same area. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh yeah, 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 definitely. We're going to scrape those. So num, 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 scrape, 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 scrape. <laughs> and so now I got two nurses bandaging me up. And I've got four holes in me. My wife's in the waiting room. And she's like, I thought you were just going in for like a second. And now you're all bandaged up looking like you just came back from Nam. I'm just about to say that. Nam. <laughs> I just looked at his leg to see if I can see him. He had his own jeans, so I can't see his bandages. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, a, I mean, they're just, they're just bandages. But so anyway, so, you know, in my world, this should not stop me from doing anything. No, so nothing I'm, stops you. Right. So I'm like, all right, let's go to the gym. <laughs> of course you did. But they didn't say not to go to the gym. Because you don't have sta- uh, not, well, not staples. staples. Stitches, nothing. No, no, okay, no, no. It's yeah, just yeah. scrapes, right? Just scrapes. So it shouldn't be that big of a deal. And I've had this done a million different times. And I think I've gone and played tennis afterwards or gone to the gym, even with stitches. It's just, you know, it's, I just I hate when things like that stop me. So I'm, I started this new workout yesterday that my buddy sent me. And the first part of it is to run, as he put in this text, 800 meters. Why he put meters, I have no <laughs> idea. So it's a half a mile. So we get on the treadmill and I'm like, uh, I, I tell my wife, I'm like, like, you got to be all in on this, this new workout. And she's like, all right, that's cool. So we get, we get in and we start running. She goes, are you sure you should, you know, be working out today? I'm like, I, you know, I got to do something. She's like, all right. I, she, I was like, I'll take it easy. I just want to run through this workout. So we start running and she looks down at my leg and I'm just dripping blood oh, everywhere. No. It is on my sock. It's on my shoe. Oh. It's got my, it looks like I was attacked with a machete. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> so I go, all right, well, maybe we shouldn't run. I was like, let's go stretch. Oh, you're staying after that? So I go to the bathroom, my wipe up, and, and, and I, we go over and we start stretching. And, uh, and it just starts gushing again. And then my arm starts gushing. Oh, my God. I look like I had holes. Well, I did. I had holes poked on me. But I was just, she goes, is there anything you're taking that makes your blood thin? Right. Because you are, you look like a stuck pig. Yeah. And I go, I, she goes, all right, let's call it a day. Let's just not work out. And you, exactly. you listen to her. I can't believe the doctor didn't tell you that, though. I think it's implied. Probably. That you should just go home and chill the rest of the day? Most, yeah, it's common sense. Most people would go, you know what? I'm not going to do anything today. I've been all scraped up. Not you. What's it? It's not like I'm in pain. You know? It was, it yeah, you're in pleasure. We found out at the very beginning of this <laughs> that you're like looking forward to doing stuff like this. Well, it didn't hurt because they numb you. And then when the numb wears off, you're not hurting. You mm-hmm. know? So, anyway. Get checked at the dermatologist. That's the point. But don't go work out afterwards. No, go home and chill. Yeah, go home and chill. That's what they should say. Yeah, but you have zero chill. Derm and chill. Derm and chill. That's I the, like that. That's, that's, that's the new term. <laughs> I like uh, that. Derm and chill. Maybe we'll do an event. We'll get a dermatologist and <laughs> everybody comes out, gets checked, and then goes home and chills. <laughs> All right. Uh, new to town, obviously. Still new. Uh, within seven months now. So this will be the first time that I don't think, I'm not in this in, in the county area where this is going to take place, 
But I was warned about this when I was looking for a house. And that's one of the reasons why we decided to go to Roseville, because we were told we would not have to worry about these power shutoffs, these mm-hmm. rolling blackouts. But PG&E says they likely will have power shutoffs uh, in certain uh, places in Northern California uh, as its first fire watch of 2023 takes place. I don't understand any of it. I don't know why it happens. I don't know what it's supposed to accomplish. So maybe somebody listening can quickly just kind of run us through why they do this, and that would be extremely helpful. If not, I'll just read off the piece of paper. <laughs> 916-909-0985. Give us a minute here. Hang on. Wish that dude would have stayed on hold. He was going to say something like, a twig hits the power line, and that's bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they were sued um, for a tree falling on a power line and causing two big fires back in 2019, and they had to pay out a $55 million settlement. So he was saying basically they're afraid of being sued anymore, and if a twig hits a power line, they're going to shut it off to avoid yeah. a fire start. So PG&E says uh, likely power shutoffs as Northern California gets – First fire watch of 2023. So where I've lived in my life, I've, you know, different parts of the country, you get to experience different types of what we call natural disasters or what have you. You know, I've been in hurricane land and tornado land and, you know, snow land and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I guess for a little, I guess I've got a little taste of the wildfire stuff in Florida. Mm -hmm. Back in the 90s, we had uh, some big issues and. They still to to an extent, but nowhere near as bad as California has it. And I, I like this is all new to me. So I'm trying to learn. And when I moved here, I was told, you know, hey, look, because we originally were going to buy in Eldorado Hills. And I was told, don't go there. So why? The power company. You have these rolling blackouts. And I was like, what? What do you mean rolling blackouts? He goes, just randomly, the power company up there just turns the power off. I'm like, Why? I don't even think I remember him, the person telling me the answer. I'm sure they did, but I, I don't remember why. So they're like, yeah, you need to move to like Folsom or Roseville or I think even Citrus Heights was in there as well. Uh, and so we've not any issues with the power. The power's you know, feasible. It's not overly priced. I mean, it's not too bad, at least. But the National Weather Service has issued a fire watch. This happened yesterday for portions of Northern California. And the first uh, it's the first of the year for the region. And the wind and the low humidity move in along with the hot temperatures, boom, you got risk of wildfires. So PG&E said, you know, public safety power shutoffs were likely to occur Wednesday, tomorrow, in portions of seven different North uh, uh, California uh, counties. What does that mean? Like, why? Uh, The demand for energy is at such a premium when it's hot outside because everybody's using their air conditioning. So there's more power moving through an old grid. And the heat itself will cause electrical lines to sag. Really? And so they will, like Nikki D was saying, the color had said, they will touch a tree, makes contact with the tree, fire starts. Why aren't all these power lines underground? Because it's cheaper to do rolling blackouts. I mean. Then put them underground. Yes. Well, yeah, but that's not smart. No? I mean, there there shouldn't be a power line that exists that's above ground. No, not anymore. The thing that concerns me is it says the the blackout is going to be for an entire day. So it says it's going to start tonight at 11 p.m. and go through tomorrow at 11 p.m. And I'm actually in one of those counties that they're saying they're going to do this in. Which county are you in? Sacramento. <laughs> uh, I don't think it says Sacramento. Oh, yeah, it, it says Sacramento. Sacramento, Yolo, Yuba, Sutter, 
and I'm in Sacramento, so I don't know if my power is going to go out tonight, and then I'm not going to have power for 24 yeah, hours. But who's your power company? PG&E. PG? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you're not going to have power. You need to get a battery backup, so you at least have 28 minutes. Got that smud. That's not going to help me 28 minutes. Well, what am I going to do with all my food? I got to go buy a cooler and get ice. You just don't open the fridge. Oh, I wasn't worried about that. I was worried about the show and anything you had to send me. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what you're worried about yeah, with so, me? Not having power uh, for an uh, entire uh, day? That's why I said a good 28 minutes and you should be good. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> She's still got a cell phone. The cell phone tower's not going to shut down. Yeah, you got I'm a cell not going to be able to charge my phone, though. You better charge now. Exactly. Get I'll one, be preserving my battery. Get one of those solar, uh, uh, you know, the hikers. Uh-huh, yep. You know, the ones that uh, charge up the salt using the sun. Sheesh, mm-hmm. this is horrible. So that's why, you know, like, you know, I, you know, quick uh, pop here for infinite energy. But, you know, it's like the, the, the solar <laughs> and the backup. Right. I mean, I, th- I guess I rely on the power company. That's that's a thing, mm-hmm. you know, that you would want to have the solar and, and have a backup generator. I know when I had my cabin up in North uh, Georgia, we had a battery backup mm-hmm. because, you know, once you're up on that mountain, you're SOL, and it starts to snow. Right. You can't get off. And there was really only one time it was used, and we had guests because we Airbnb'd it. They were stuck there for a week on the mountain. Wow. And we were, you know, a few people had the backup generators and stuff, but the whole place ran flawlessly. Now, it wasn't solar. Sure. But, you know, it was propane. But it was it, it just worked, and they were like, oh, my God, thank you so much for having this. Because if not, it would be in a cabin without any power for a week. Oh. Can you imagine if something that would have been horrible? But you know, like being in Florida for so many years and dealing with hurricanes, and they're about to deal with this. What is it, Idalia? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think uh, it's not a sexy name. I got a bad feeling about this hurricane for those people down there. I really, really do. Like you've been when, saying that for a couple of days. When you live, when you when you've been through so many of them, you just get a vibe. You uh-huh. get a feeling, and I just got a bad feeling about this one. A really, really bad feeling. Anyway, um, but there's you prep for hurricane season, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think there's much prep for tornado. Well, I guess there is prep for tornadoes, like tornadoes. You know, Tornado Alley. Yeah, not really. You have a, a shelter. Yeah, but that's mostly because there's lots of there's lots of basements still in the Midwest. But you don't. Pre- you can't. Can you prep for wildfire season? I mean, we in Nebraska have red flag warnings where you can't let. We're really redneck, so like people are still burning trash. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Outside of the two cities that we have in the state. So, like, in a red flag warning, we're not allowed to burn anything. You're supposed to not have any kind of fire pits or running or anything like that. But not nobody's prepping. There's so much wide open space that, like, a wildfire is not going to take down a, a city. You know, it, you know what makes me scratch my head about California is, you know, everybody is so, like, for the most part, fit. Like, all these mm-hmm. dudes that I see at the gym, I mean, like, these are the most in-shape, middle-aged guys in, in the collection of the entire world. <laughs> they live in California, right? And and that's good. That's a good thing. There's so much green space to go out and hike. But I've never seen a concentration of so many people that smoke cigarettes. Right. In a world that smoking is like you're shunned, you're scarlet-lettered. Yep. And then on top of that, smoking cigarettes in cars. And then on top of that... Flicking your cigarette butt out the window right. in a state that is seconds away from catching on fire if there's a spark. Yeah. It's it's just kind of an oxymoron. Everybody's in shape. Everybody goes and does act, exercises outside. Everybody <laughs> smokes. Everybody, everybody f- flicks them out the window. Everybody flicks their cigarette butts <laughs> out the window. And then everybody scratches their head and goes, where's that fire starting? Life's about balance, you know? Uh, it, way balance. <laughs> right. Way balance. <laughs> 
So the weather weather services fire watch will go into effect uh, eleven o'clock tonight <sighs> till eleven tomorrow. Fire zones that cover most of the Sacramento Valley. How am I going to prepare for this? I better get my clothes ready. Or I'll be shuffling around in the morning trying to find something to wear in the dark. I still don't see Sacramento County on the sheet. Yeah, it's the number one. Calusa. Sacramento is number one on the list. Okay, where? Where you got to? You got to show me. You got to point it out. I'm really missing something. It's right here. Says Sacramento. The advisory, according to the weather, the advisory extends to the financial Sacramento. Okay. So I'm looking up here. It says the customers of Calusa, Glen, Lake, Napa, Shasta, Tahama. Is that you say that? And YOLO. Yeah. YOLO is one of them, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't see Sacramento. Okay. All right. Well, sorry about your luck if you've got no power. What's your uh, first headline you got? I'm going to tell you what race left participants covered in rashes. All right, get your first headline of the morning. A big story. Got to know about it. Get learned a little bit here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. First round of headlines, big thanks to our friends at Good Guys Heating and Air. 530 Good Air. Best service, best price, that is guaranteed. And that's no BS. That's what they tell me. I agree, Mickey D. The tough mutter race left people itchy and confused. H1. I look like I have a severe rash on both sides. It's pretty much gone. You can't really see much of it. But from the elbows up and the knees down, I was just covered in these these like pimply red blister pimple type things. And this was a story of about 350 people who participated in a recent Tough Mudder event. And what that is, is they do these different obstacle courses in which they crawl through mud and overcome challenges. One of the uh, women who did this said when they were crawling through one of those mud obstacles that it smelled like cow cow manure. So they're not really sure what was in the mud that caused all these people to have the rashes. But they did say they're looking into it and they're investigating it. Well, I I don't understand why just now this is a thing because they've been doing these Tough Mudders. What's the other one that they do? There's a couple different it's ones. It's like the Spartan race is one of them. Spartan race is one. I, there's isn't there another big one? Yeah, it's um, it's like military based. Mm-hmm. You know, it's based off of some like Navy SEAL training. That's what they all kind of look like. But I know what yeah. you're talking about that one specifically. And you know, these things have been around for a very long time, and, and it's it's kind of like a middle aged bucket list type of deal. Like I accomplished blah, and I get it. I totally get it. I'm not I'm not knocking it, but. To, to know that you have to go through mud where there's just gross in that mud. Well, and are they in the same place or is it like a traveling deal? No, they travel. Okay, well, then I'll tell you what was in there. It was runoff because there was an event that we used to host for a big uh, breast cancer mud volleyball tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the little sideshow things that they would do is in this small town was they had a, a mudslide, basically. Oh, get all wasted and go down the mudslide, right? It was right next to a farmer's field. They Ew. did it one year. Mm-hmm. People got up, got out, covered in red rashes. Well, you also have so many, you know, hundreds of people going through the same oh, mud. Right. <laughs> you know, somebody's going to pee pees. Somebody's going to have a leak somewhere. Uh-huh. People are spitting, yep. they're sweating, mm-hmm. and you're sharing the same mud because you're going the same path. Mm-hmm. And you're shocked that you're getting MRSA or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean,. Like, like you have to know what you're. I'm, I'm assuming when you sign up for the Tough Mudder, you sign your life away. Probably, yeah. And whatever waiver you sign says, hey, you can catch some nasty rash mm-hmm. at some point in time. You just can't sue us. 
So, like, like when I saw that story last night, I'm going, God, this is the first time that I've seen a story like this. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. These things have been around forever. I remember when they first, came, like, became a mainstream thing. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, there was one that I kind of participated in. It was, like, half Tough Mudder, half Paintball. See, that seems, sounds like fun. And I, mean, I just I wouldn't be any good at it, but I participated in the paintball version. Okay, and I just shot people that decided to go through the mud. I see you as being a, a dude who would excel at the tough mudder. No, cardio is not my thing. Okay, I can barely spell it. <laughs> I just to I lose my breath in two seconds. <laughs> I've got I've got friend like I've got friends that travel to do this mm-hmm. stuff. Like they'll go to the different tough mudder or the Spartan competitions. And and they you know they I, I don't I don't think it matters if you win I don't even know if there's a prize if you win these things <laughs> it's just a matter if you can get through it right uh-huh. right I mean that's right. the thing with any five k or mm-hmm. like I always kind of make fun of them because everybody gets a prize <laughs> and everybody that gets a prize like all the people that I know that have participated in these things are usually the people that bitch about everybody getting a prize. <laughs> Right. But yet they raise, they they run these things knowing that they're not going to win it because the guy from you know Mbabwe, yes, you know Nuck Nuck from Mbabwe is going to win the damn race every damn time because they're real runners that train for this type of stuff. Yeah. So every regular people that do this just want to get through it for like personal goals. Yeah, they. Just, I mean, and I get it. Like mm-hmm. if I could do it, I'd probably do this. I just know I can't do it. Mm-hmm. My my uh, one of my best friends in high school. He's a high school football coach and. You know, he's in good shape, right? He's always been in good shape, and, and he was strong and tough and big and fast and all that stuff. So later on in life, uh, I mean, this was some years back, but he participated in a, um, uh, what is it, you know, when you run, you bike, you swim. Decathlon or triathlon? I thought it was triathlon. Probably, yeah, triathlon, triathlon. triathlon or something mm-hmm. like that. So he participates in his big news in this small beach town that he lives in, and he finished dead last. I mean, dead last. Like, there was a guy on a, in a wheelchair that I think finished faster than he did. At least he finished. He didn't quit, and he didn't give up. Right, exactly. So when I saw that, like, we're on this group text still after all these years, and I was like, dude, I go, you know, at least you did it. Yeah. I go, I go, I don't know. You tell me. Is finishing last better than not doing it at all or not doing it at all, saying that you could not finish last better? Right. Which, I think finishing last is better because you at least gave it your all and you saw it through. I agree. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. 110 percent. So I tried to cheer him up and make him feel better. <laughs> I said, I said, think about all the people that wanted to do it. and They did not do mm-hmm. it. You at least did it. I go. But out of all the pictures that the local paper could have used, they used you. Oh, <laughs> oh they used his picture saying oh, yeah. he was last or just. His yeah, because he's kind of a, a name in the community. Oh, OK. So they used it, and like the picture looks like he's last. <laughs> no one's around. <laughs> like you can see in the distance, everybody else. The tire tracks from the wheelchair. <laughs> I was like, everything else is good, dude. You mm-hmm. should feel good about yourself. But the picture, I probably would have fought. <laughs> I would have found out somebody that had juice at the paper, and I'm like, hey, let's choose the guy in first place. You don't have to use me. I know you like the attention, but still. Uh, I like having this conversation of uh, being the last to witness something because usually the stories are pretty good. Uh, Most of the time, you know, I'm talking about being at a concert and it's the last appearance before somebody passes, they're retiring, last wrestling match, last uh, time you saw an athlete play. You know, you were there. You witnessed Mm -hmm. it. That's history. I love talking about that type of stuff. So today marks... Um, 
the 57th, I know it's not like a notable anniversary, <laughs> but 57th anniversary for the last time this band played, and they actually played it at, at Candlestick. Uh, we'll tell you who that is, and if you've got any good stories as well, 916-909-0985. Hang on. Everyone has a story to tell when it comes to the last, right? I saw the last time this person performed. I was in this spot the last time it existed. Mm-hmm. The last time they wrestled, I saw that match. The last time this person spoke, I was there. And it's kind of like one of you. It's to a, I think it's like a claim to fame, right, to, oh, be, sure. to be a part of that. And not every time, actually, I've, I would probably guess more times than often, you don't know if it's going to be their last. No, right. not at all. Because we get lied to all the time. I mean, I, I wanted to have a last. I have very few, if none that are really worth you sticking around for to hear the story. Mm. Like, they're, they're, they're not great stories. It's not like last time you saw Kirk Cobain or something like that. You know, I tried to be, I uh, tried to see Elton John for the last time. You did. Same. <laughs> and he got Scammed. And yeah, got scammed. <laughs> the dude came back around. Yeah. You know, and it, and it and it really wasn't the last time. It was just the last time in that city. Mm-hmm. So it would have been the last time on the last tour, the Yellow Brick Road tour, blah, blah. Yeah. And some bitch decided to go back out again because making too much damn money. He did. You know, so if you were at, I believe, Wembley not that long ago, mm-hmm. like just a couple weeks ago, that would be the last. Supposedly. Yeah. And it could be like literally the last, last. Because the dude like was in the hospital and uh-huh. fell and stuff the other day. But fifty seven years ago today, back in nineteen sixty six, the Beatles, you know, which I mean that's 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 the brass ring, right? Played their last public concert and it was at, at Candlestick. Uh and which is wild. Yeah. And, and like the story behind it's kind of cool too. Um, you know, they knew it that it was gonna be their last show. They, you know, knew John was going off to do his own thing. And John Lennon had actually asked somebody in their camp to record, like in just a little mini recorder. Uh-huh. And they they pushed play, and instead of flipping the tape over, it just ended. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't get all of the, like all Ooh, of the ad lib stuff that they were doing. So there was two the, these. There was only two of these tapes that existed. I, I believe there's tons of bootlegs online, uh-huh. but there's only two that existed. John Lennon had one, and Paul McCartney had one. And still to this day, no one knows how the tape leaked. So either one of those two guys leaked the tape, which both of them deny, uh-huh. or the guy that took the uh, recorded the tape had another one. Had another one. Oh, I think that's what happened. He had another one mm-hmm. and he leaked it. Why wouldn't you? I agree. I, I, I you know, it has to be because that's the only. But that's kind of cool, right? You know, if you were at Candlestick Park fifty-seven years ago, you know, you you saw, you know, you saw the last time. Arguably the greatest rock band of all time, or band just in general, uh, performed. Which I was is, close to seeing a, a really good last, and I didn't do it because we got the dates mixed up. And that was when Prince came to the Fox. Yeah, I was going to bring oh. that up. Yeah. And I kick myself every time because me and my friend are already like, oh, we're going to go, he's going to be here. And then we got the dates wrong and we didn't go. Yeah, so Prince died right after he performed at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. And, you know, Nikki and I had a lot of people that we knew went there. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not a big Prince fan, but it's still, it's Prince. Prince. Right? Yes. And you know, times are times are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. That, it was a, almost an impossible ticket to get. Yes, it was. And then he gets on his flight and then he dies. He dies. You know, he just, Crazy. he dies shortly after. Uh, the only, I guess, claim to fame I have for a last 
would be, and this was not on purpose, if you've been to Vegas on the Strip, especially years ago, you remember a bar called Bill's and O'Shea's. And as you'd walk down the Strip, there would be this little dwarf guy, midget guy, whatever is politically correct, dressed as a leprechaun, and he'd have a microphone, and he'd try to bring you into O'Shea's. And mm-hmm. Bill's and O'Shea's were connected to each other. Mm. And I believe this was the first time that I'd ever been out to Vegas. And I get out there, and I'm with our friend Nate, mm-hmm. uh, who's not a gambler. He's a drinker, big drinker. <laughs> yeah. So we go into the, we go in, and I'm uh, at the time I was a big three card poker player. So I'm playing three card and whatnot, and they, I'm hearing, you know, it's like free shots because we got to get rid of all the liquor, you know, by the end of the night. This is the tomorrow they're imploding the place. I'm like, what? Dang. So like, you know, our buddy Nate's in the back playing beer pong at, in a casino, which is weird. And I'm sitting there trying to win money, and everybody's talking about, like, the, all these old stories about Bills and O'Shea's. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I think the next day they impl- they closed it down, but the next day they imploded the, the garage first. Mm-hmm. And then they did that. So, you know, now when you go, what's in its place is the, the links, uh, I believe. It's the links. And so when you walk through the links, that used to be Bills and O'Shea's right there on the strip. So now you sound like your your uh, old pal, tennis pal friends. Like when I used to come to Vegas, right? Yeah, this used to be O'Shea. Right. So I, when I got to Vegas, I'm walking down the strip, and I'm like you know, I know you don't want to hear this because you just met me and you're gonna be stuck at this table with me. But right here used to be O'Shea's, <laughs> and I was there. I was there. Last time it was open. I was there. Uh, so I just always think that's cool when you're you're a part of that. You know, I was, I'm trying to think. I was like racking my brain when I. Saw this and I was like, "What? What? I've been to so many wrestling matches. Was I ever at a wrestling match for like the last time?" But those guys like never retire. They always no. come back. You know, unfortunately, they'll pass away. Uh, you know, a lot of times too soon, like we just saw with Bray Wyatt. But you know, you, you know, I can't remember any time that was the last time I saw a wrestler wrestle. You know, being a wrestling fan or an athlete, it's even better. Like to be there the last oh, time you saw Montana, yeah. or the last time you saw Brady. Or the last time you saw Terrell, you I know, didn't get to see Brady. Kobe's final game. I always Kobe's dreamed of being able to be there. Of course, I wasn't, but I, I would have loved to. I went to Denver to see the farewell tour. Oh, and he didn't play. Oh my God, he no, didn't that play. That would be horrible. Mm-mm. Yeah, Damn. that would be good. Michael Jordan. Yeah, his last game. <laughs> yeah, I miss Kobe. See, it only matters if the person that it's the last. Has some type of importance. Right. Yes. Legacy, right. something like that. <clears throat> Iconic. Like to go and see like the third string running back for a team. <laughs> like you guys, you remember, you remember Ralph, you remember, remember Bill Nader, you know, the the the, the running back, his third string, never played. Nope. He got some time on special teams. I was there the last time he played. <laughs> You almost had a tackle, too. I'm sure I've been to a hundred of those. What's that? I said I'm sure I've been to a hundred of those. Right. If you were to go back and go through the stats of <laughs> never seen the last of anybody big, but let me tell you, all these people that nobody knows, I was there the last time they played. <laughs> last time they performed, I was there. I so was in the building. There's a lot of cool Final Curtain stories, you know, everything from uh, Otis Redding to Sid Vicious to Sinatra to Whitney, to Kirk Cobain, to Freddie Mercury. So I've got some of those stories that we can share here. And if you got one, like, I love hearing this stuff. You know, I do. Especially if you had, like, some type of access. Mm-hmm. You know, where, yeah, so I was there the last time. You know, Because one of my good friends is uh, Randy Cross. He was the center for Montana. Which is wild. You know, number 51. So he was part of the dynasty. 
and he won three Super Bowls with the 49ers. So you the, have basically played football with Montana. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, mean? I was on the field. That's what I mean. Like, you have basically done that. Like, you all <laughs> but have a ring. Here's, here's something funny. So, when I met Randy, I was working at a sports station, which I hate it. Not him, but the sports station. Uh-huh. And, you know, we would have guys on, and everybody knows Randy, right? Uh-huh. So, we have, you know, the GOAT, Jerry Rice on. And, you know, I'm trying to make it not so sporty. And, you know, every time we'd have these people on, they'd be like, well, Randy knows. Well, Randy knows. <laughs> so, anyway, we... We, we have we have him on. We do the interview or whatnot. A couple days later or weeks later, I actually fly out to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And there's a place in the Venetian, I don't know if it's still there, that always has somebody. Pete Rose is always signing autographs. <laughs> Jerry Rice always. So we were walking through the Venetian, and it's Jerry Rice signing autographs. And there's a line. I felt because I just interviewed him, and I, ran here, I could just walk to the front of the line. Yes. <laughs> that is accurate. And I did. Not accurate. And I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. How'd that work out? It was fine. See? He was like, oh, yeah, man, that was a good conversation. Thanks. Tell Randy I said hi. I was like, let's, let's send him a picture. Accurate. I was like, so he took a picture. We sent it to Randy. <laughs> he replied back. What a douche I am. Right? I bet the people in line no. wanted to pummel you. Yeah, well, I had a, I had a reason. I was I had a, I was justified. Yes. I had a reason. If they, had to, if they were questioning me, I'd be like, dude, I got this. Just, uh, I'll tell you later. Just back <laughs> the F off. They're best friends. Right. Sure. Me and the rice guy. We're friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 916-909-0985. We'll continue this conversation here. Talking about things that uh, you were a part of back at some point in time, and it was the last, being that 57 years ago today, the Beatles played their last public concert at Candlestick uh, in San Francisco. And, you know, along with this story, before I get into some of these other final performances, uh, the, the radio guy that was hosting the show which, you know, from our side of things would be really cool. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, was the emperor, Gene Nelson. I believe he's still alive. Uh, KYA 1260 AM. And I, the station still exists. And I went to the website last night, and it's, you know, this old school <laughs> angel fire type website with <laughs> a bunch of different. But that's the good stuff, right? I mean, and, and you know. Like the the personalities that are either still a part of that that radio station or once you know they were like, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. You know, th- I love that style. Like Same. I love the old school style of radio. I love the jingles. I love the goofy, over the top zings and zangs. I just I like it. I'm a I'm a Letterman guy, not a Leno guy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he was out there hosting the final Beatles uh, Beatles performance, standing on second base, a candlestick. You know, he says it was cold. And it was chilly, and uh, and and everybody's screaming for the Beatles, and I was like, "But now, think if you're that guy, you know, you're that guy that got to host the gig, right? And be there the last time. Bragging rights forever. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, you've I've got a buddy of mine. He's he's an old school radio dude. He, he's he's pretty known guy. You know, had a syndicated oldies show, and he told me a story one time that uh, you guys have heard the story of Jim Morrison getting arrested in Miami, right, mm-hmm. back in the day because yep. he exposed himself or right. urinated on the stage, one of the two. And uh, for some reason that came up and he told me, he goes, yeah, I was on the stage when that happened. He goes, it didn't happen like that. And I, I don't even want to say how we said it happened because I forget the, all the details. Uh-huh. But all I heard was, oh, yeah, 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 I was on the stage watching. I was like, you, <laughs> you were on the stage with Jim Morrison? 
And why didn't he got a when he got arrested for indecent exposure? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was there. I was actually. I think he was like maybe hosting the show or something. Like, and that's the only part you heard. That's why you can't remember the rest. No, I didn't hear anything. No, I didn't hear anything after that. I'd have business cards that said that. I'd be, you know what I mean, like T-shirts. I mean, that, that's that's just that's a cool that's a cool moment. Yes. You know, when you look at our generation and and, and in our business, you know, I've I've hosted a lot of different things and. You know, and I, I I think I've been on stage when it's like a band, you know, they're, they're done after that. But they're baby bands. They're not the Beatles. They're not the Doors. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything like that. And, you know, it's like I was on stage. The last performance was Soil, you know, and nothing against Soil. I like uh-huh. Soil and, and all that good stuff. But it's not the Beatles. No, no that's, that's my point. You know, Nirvana, uh, their last performance was when they were on that European tour and they were in Munich, Germany. And that was on the 1st of March, 94. And uh, and that's when uh, he was rushed to the hospital. He's found unconscious in his hotel room. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, and then that was it. They were done with the tour. It was canceled. And because they, you know, he's, his, his heroin addiction came back up or, right. or however you want to look at it. So he once again attempted rehab. And then uh, a month later, on the 8th of April, he was found dead with the quote-unquote, self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Because didn't he, es- not escape, but didn't he leave rehab? Like, they were wondering where he was at? Yes. Wasn't he supposed to be in rehab? hmm Freddie Mercury's last public appearance was uh, in the U.K. on the 9th of August, 86. That was the Queen's Magic Tour, uh, and that was the last for Freddie. You know, he was diagnosed with AIDS the following year which led to the band's decision to cease touring, and then it took his life on the 24th of November, 91. Yeah, you don't think about that, that, that Freddie Mercury lived into the 90s. Yeah, 91, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he died at the height of, like, the AIDS panic. And he and he was alive. He was alive, like, during during the, the all the all the good stuff in the 80s. Yeah. He just wasn't. To the best of, I don't remember him being like a notable character. No, and why like not? Like MTV or anything like that. Was he already maybe feeling the effects of HIV and just maybe didn't even know it at that point? I don't know. Johnny Cash's last performance on uh, July 5th. Uh, so right after the 4th of July, 2003, Hilton's Virginia. He gave several appearances at the Carter Family Fold in Virginia. The spirit of June Carter overshadows me tonight with the love she had for me and the love I have for her. And uh, that was it. That was the last time he sang. He's got a lot of offspring. Like, his family tree, Uh because I'm trying to put together something... And I've been, you know, I'm a Cash fan, so like but digging I, into it, yeah. I didn't re- like. He's got great grandkids that are very talented artists. He's got really? grandkids that are really good artists, and you know, of course, his son John performs. Mm-hmm. How many kids did he actually have? Well, he had what John with his. No, he had he had two kids with his first wife. He had two right? kids with his first first wife. Yeah, did he have any with June? I don't remember if he had any with June. I thought June had one with at least one with her. She had a. I thought she had a couple uh-huh, with her with her first husband, right? According to the movie, right? Because it was yeah that the, that movie and and then the other one, the parody kind of blend together for me. So I can't give you an accurate answer. What uh, Dewey Cox? Dewey Cox, yeah. And he had a lot of kids at the end. <laughs> it's all a blur. I would like to see you have a couple of drinks in a bar and get in a serious convert in Folsom. And have a serious conversation with a Johnny Cash fan and quote Dewey Cox. Uh, this is my reference. You know he was smell blind. <laughs>
<laughs> Sid Vicious' last uh, show, 78, uh, January 78, San Francisco. Uh, and uh, he overdosed in 79. And now Johnny Rotten is a, a politician. Right, I know. Who saw that coming, like, right? wow, what? Sinatra, Palm Springs, California, and rightfully so, right? Uh, February 25th of 95. And, uh, but then he had, like, then he had something overseas, too. But then he died May 14th. But just all these different, can you imagine being there? Right. No, I cannot. There's so many places I wish I could have been a last. Prince, I wish I would have made that. I wish I could have been there uh, for Whitney's, like, her last concert. And I missed out. Michael Jackson, I didn't get to see him. I missed out on one of the one of the last, like, th- the third to last concert of Soundgarden when Chris Cornell was back with them. Oh, dang. Because they, they played in Omaha at this big festival that was out there. And it was, I think, six days later. That's one of my one of my regrets is miss not going to Nirvana when I had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like God, he was right there, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be fine. He's back with Soundgarden. He had yeah, that run with time. Audio Slave at that point. Right. This guy's got a long life. What was he fifty? You know what I mean? Like I've got time right. to see him. Yeah, there are people that will purposely go to certain shows. They'll force themselves to go to shows based off of if they think it's going to be their last show. Mm-hmm. Which I think about that with some of the older artists, and it it makes me feel dirty. Right. Well, right. That's why I want to go see like, Willie so bad. Do I really want to go, or am I going just to say I saw him for the last time? Is oh, this that you haven't about. seen him at all, and this will be the last time? Either way, it doesn't okay. matter. It's the point of why are you going? Are you going to enjoy it? Like, I went to Elton John. I like Elton John. I'm mm-hmm. not a huge Elton John fan. I dig him. But I did not go to listen. I, I, did, I could have not gone and been fine with it. Sure. I strictly went because it was his last that tour, and I had not done one. that before. Yes. And same. I felt dirty afterwards. I didn't even think about it. No. I, felt, I feel dirty. dirty. Felt dirty. All right. I feel privileged. Second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what caused Elton John's medical scare. All right. We'll get you that story here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's news. time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Well, brought to us by Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Best service, best price, guaranteed. That's OBS. Goodguysheatingcooling.com. Second round of headlines. Go. Elton John was hospitalized in France. H2. Well, luckily, and I want to reassure you, it does seem like he's doing okay. He is back home and resting with his family in the south of France. We did get some details from a representative. He- and according to Elton John's rep, he was hospitalized after a slip and fall that took place in his home on Sunday. They said he went to the hospital just as precautionary measures, but that he's home now, he's healthy, and he's doing well. Yeah, that's that's when they slip and fall, it's done. Right? Yeah. When you yeah. start slipping and falling, you know, your days are, are numbered. And it's very, very sad. It but is. going back to the last conversation, you know, you saw Elton John at Wembley with his last performance, mm-hmm. which was not that long ago. No. You know, I think that these guys, uh, they know when. Like, they have this, I just know when it's going to happen. So, like, Elton John kind of thought before when he originally, like, years ago, said this is the final tour, Yellow Brick Road, final run. And he comes back around. He does a second run. And he's like, all right, now this is going to be it. And he keeps <laughs> it going a little bit longer. And he's like, no, seriously, the last, I got to finish out at Wembley. Of course, I understand that. But then he's he's going. All right, this is it. I know. Eventually, I'm going to slip and fall. I just know. Oh, like you can Bo- feel it in your body. It starts to tell you. I agree. Yeah, like Bob Barker. You know Bob Barker. 
probably had a couple more years left in him to host The Price is Right. Yes, I agree with that. But he got out. Sean Connery. Sean Connery got out of the business yep. and disappeared because he knew it was coming. Same thing with Hackman. Gene Hackman, same yep, thing, did. right? So a lot of these guys, I think they know, and they work their entire lives. You know, they're always on the go. They're always filming. They're on location. They don't get to spend the time that they want with their families. And they made so much money, but they just love what they do. I really honestly believe that. Well, and Elton's got little kids still, right? Yeah, he's got kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is he, he's married, right? Married to yes. that guy? Yeah, him and his husband have two children. Two yes. children, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Lucky them. I think 10 and 6 or I was going like to say, that. I don't can't be much older than 10. Yeah, the 10 oldest. and 6, I think, are their ages. They're going to have a nice little payday. When dad no goes. joke. When dad well, goes. assuming that he's not blowing through all that money, you would hope. Bob Barker is leaving. Uh, so Bob Barker wasn't married. He had a girlfriend. Did not know that. Ah. At 99, had a girlfriend. She took care of him, and he's leaving his estate, and he's splitting it up. To different charities. Actually, I think a lot of them based here in California. That makes sense. You know, so uh, Pets and Vets was his thing. So he's going to leave, you know, the estate's going to be split up and then, you know, donate it through, through all these things. And you, and you, like, there was, like, one of the last pictures I saw of him, and he just, you know, he looked old. He looked done, and he was in a wheelchair, and it wasn't the Bob Barker that we all saw on TV. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you work your entire life to get all that money and do all these things and that's where the universe leaves you. Yeah. And everything you worked for, now you're just giving it away. Yep. You didn't even get to spend it. It's a crime. I mean, I'm sure he spent it, but you know what I'm saying? You didn't even but get to. But not enough because they worked all the way up until the end of time. Right, exactly. Right? Instead of getting out early. You know. And then when he retired, it was like, I think he started to kind of, his health started to deteriorate pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So he was like kind of bedridden for most of the time. So you did almost... he leave her some? It did not say. That's what I was looking at for, Ooh. too. I'm going. Look, I took care of your sorry ass for the last year. You bet. I'm sure she's getting a few I bucks. I hope so. <laughs> if not, one of those pet charities is going to be a little light. Right. <laughs> there might be a couple puppies that don't get dinner. Period. All right. Who wants the aftershock tickets? Two single day uh, passes. I got a pair of these. You get to pick which day you want. So if you want to go see GNR, go see GNR. If you want to go see Avenged Sevenfold, see Avenged Sevenfold. Biscuit, Pantera, Godsmack, Tool, you name it. If we got the days available, they are yours. Discovery Park, October 5th through the 8th, right? We'll play um, a game called Order Up where we need two players. We'll play a piece of audio. Within that audio, there's three pieces of audio. You have to quickly order them up, oldest to newest, ABC, BCA, so on and so forth. Nikki D will help you out along the way. But do need some players. Let's start there. 916-909-0985. Start lining up so I can give you these aftershock passes here in a minute. Hang all right, we got aftershock passes up for grabs. Two single day passes. Uh, you can choose if the day's available, Thursday through Sunday. Courtesy of Danny Wimmer presents Discovery Park. The game is called Order Up, which means we'll play you a piece. Well, let me get my players. Is this Ira? This is Ira. Ira, how are you, Ira? I'm good. How about you? I'm not making fun of you. I'm just saying it like they say in Funny People and Adam Sandler. <laughs> Ira. I'm used to it. It's all good. Ira. I like it. Ira. All right, Natalie in Elk Grove. How are you, Natalie? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? You want to say uh, hi to Ira? 
Hi, Ira. <laughs> Hi, Natalie. How are you? Wow. Sounds like, a, yeah. how are you? Sounds like a sex line we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Uh, the game is called Order Up. We're going to play a piece of audio in that audio, three pieces of audio, labeled A, B, and C. I'll give you the category. Afterwards, you'll have, you know, 30 seconds, 60 seconds or so to order them up, oldest to newest, depending on time. Whoever has the most points wins. If you get it right, you get a point. If not, that point goes to your competition. All right? Everybody understand? Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Here's the first one for you, Ira. Inventions. And he talks. That tickles. And laughs. <laughs> Tickle him again and hold on because his whole body shakes with laughter. <laughs> You've got mail. I thought you were just going to leave it with a static. I was like, uh. That's, that was clever. <laughs> All right, 30, 60 seconds. So, Ira, Nikki, what do you got? Okay, Ira. Um, a, I have Tickle Me Elmo. B yep. was the dial-up uh, AOL. You've got mail. AOL. Yep. And C was nuggets, and I heard them say hot mustard, so I think they're McDonald's nuggets. That sounds about right. All that right. Sounds about right. So I think the oldest out of these is McDonald's would be first, C, and then uh, dial up, and then Tickle Me Elmo would be the newest. So I think it's CBA. CBA, Ira? Oh, I'm going to go with that, yeah. CBA. Sounds good. It does sound good. That's correct. Ooh, That's right. Go. Chicken McNuggets 83. The old dial up would be AOL 91. And Tickle Me Elmo is 96. All right, Natalie, your category up next reality television, reality TV. Here we go. B1. Seven strangers <laughs> picked to live in a loft and have their lives taped to find out what happens what? when people stop being polite. Could you get the phone? And start getting real. All right, there we go. Reality TV. Natalie, Nikki, go ahead. Okay. A, Natalie, I got cops. B, I think is Rock of Love. I'm not really sure about B. C, I have Real World. Do you agree with those? You know what B is? Is it Rock of Love? Um, I don't know what B is, but I think C is MC's boss, right? No, C was real. World. Oh no, the real I know world. that for You're a fact. You're right. You're right. Sorry. All right, so I'm I'm thinking cops is the oldest, then real world, and I think Rock of Love was the newest reality stint. So I would say ACB. ACB, you want to go with that, Natalie? I'm good with that. ACB. Are we right? Those letters. Are correct. Woo-hoo! But not rock a life. No. What is it? Good, Nikki. A is cops from '89, uh, Real World '92, and then Dog the Bounty Hunter '2005. The worst recording of the intro of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Ever. 
All right, it's time to uh, tied up one apiece. Here we go. Next one for you, Ira Movies. Here we go, Movies. See one. Okay, burn off on the ragged edge. Oh, perfect. Gun! Raj, meet your new partner. I'm too old for this. You talking to me? You talking to me? Then who the hell else are you talking to? Talking to me? Cuba Pete. All right, quickly order those up. Movies. <laughs> okay, uh, A was, I think it was Lethal Weapon. I'm torn between Lethal Weapon and um, the cop movie with Eddie Murphy. I think it was Lethal Weapon though. And B, I'm, I'm not sure. I just the talk you talking to me. I know that line, but I can't think of what movie it comes from. Do you know? Um, me neither. Not right off the top of my right. head. And then C was The Mask, one of my faves. Uh, so based on like the audio, I think whatever B is might have been the oldest. So I would say B A C, but I'm not really sure. To be honest, Ira. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. B A C. You're sticking with it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm gonna be honest with this one. With B. I need an answer. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. BAC is correct. <laughs> Taxi Driver, 76. Lethal Weapon, 87. And The Mask, 94. All right, because of time, Natalie, you've got to get this one correct. If you don't, then Ira will win. Music is the category. D1. Showed up in boots and ruined your black tie fair. All right, here we go. Order them up. This is big. All right, uh, Natalie, did you know A? Yes. I know. I know the song. It's Insanity, but I don't know who sings it. I have no idea what A is. I know the other two though. <laughs> oh, what do you have for B? It's, it's a song you guys play all the time. Okay. Um, so you're not oh sure. Gosh, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, C, no, but C, friends C in low places. Yeah, I know that drugs. one. That's the only one I knew for a fact was C, friends in low places. So, um, because I know that one, I know that's Garth Brooks. That was an older song when I was a child. So for this one, I'm gonna say C, B A, C B A. I'll say C B A. C B A. You want to go with that, Natalie? I'm going to go with it. I'm really hoping it's right. <laughs> if not, Ira is going to win CBA. And that is incorrect. <laughs> oh. Friends right, in Low Natalie. Places, Garth Brooks, 90, Virtual Insanity by the band Jamiroquai. Yeah, thought the dude was named Jamiroquai. Nope, it's the band. Not the lead singer. 
And then Chop Suey, of course, from System of a Down 2001. All right, look, Natalie, not all is lost. It's still early in the week. You can call us back tomorrow. We'll have more passes, all right? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a, have a good day. All right, bye-bye. Ira, congratulations, yes. buddy. You got the aftershock passes, all right? Right on. All right. I've been wanting them. Yeah, well, you got them now. Thank, Hang on. Don't thank go anywhere. You. You're welcome, sir. Ira. Ira is a winner. I like his name. You banging anybody at work? Why is dating a coworker so taboo? Well, I'll tell you the department in the corporate world that's more likely, most likely, to be slinging love. It might surprise you. Give us a minute. This is one of those things where I understand it. I just don't necessarily agree with it. And that's sleeping with somebody you work with or dating someone you work with. You know, it's taboo, right? Yeah, it's not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. Well, they say that, but in not every situation is it a bad idea. Like what? What scenario would it not be a bad idea? Well, I, I just would give you stories, personal stories. I mean, I've got numerous stories of where it worked out and they work together and they work for the same company and the same building and everything's fine. Still married to this day and... And no. still in the same company? So it wasn't like, oh, we met at work, but then one of us got a different job somewhere? No, actually, she was his intern. And they're still it. married to this day. She's no longer working for that company, but it wasn't, she didn't leave the company because of that. Uh-huh. You know, I met my first wife at, at, at work. You know, she was one of the promo girls. And uh, they got mad at me for that. Uh, that's that, exactly my point. I don't understand. I was like, you know, if, as long as it doesn't affect your work. I mean, it's the same. Like, yeah. Right, if, if it affects your work or you're showing some type of favoritism, I get it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happens, I mean, yeah, you'd pull them in the office and say, hey, look, this is obviously going. Th- this is on our radar. We know that you guys are slinging. Uh, that's fine. But as soon as we feel that it is affecting work or there's favoritism, it, one of you has got to go. Normally, it has to be where you can't be, like, a direct uh, line to them. Like, you can't be their boss mm-hmm. or they have to report to you in any way. Those are fraternization rules. I know when I did it, um, I was in the military, so there were specific fraternization rules that you just could not break. And in my case, I didn't necessarily know that I was breaking them until after the fact. Well, and that's the thing, like the boss to the underling, right? Uh huh. Then it's well, were you manipulated? Were you promised something? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So, believe it or not, uh, the HR people are the ones, at least according to this study, what? are the ones most likely to flirt with employees, have a crush on a coworker, mm. have sexy dreams about a colleague. It says, or have a romantic or sexual relationship at work. Yeah. Dang, the of pe- all people. The people that bust you and the people that uh-huh. fire you and have got to be in the room when you get... F- Look, I'll tell you, the HR people I've dealt with. Now, I will say, in this spot here, this is the first time that I've worked with an HR person that is cool. Yes. Right? Most of the time, the HR people, uh, like our last one, I remember sitting in the office when I got fired. It was like a statue with battery-operated eyes. <laughs> she didn't talk much. <laughs> like, I wasn't worried about me being fired. I was worried if she had a pulse. <laughs> because she was just that. She was like that. It was like the Statue of Liberty. Like, you know. <laughs> and they have no soul. Yes. They're just, they're, they're just, and that's because they're in the I eight. think they have to be that way. Like, they're not supposed to make friends with people they may have to fire. It's got to be lonely, though. Yeah, you know that when you take that position. That's tomorrow's show. HR department of the loneliest people at work. Forty percent <laughs> of uh, the people surveyed said they had dated a coworker. Seventy-five percent 
say they admit to at least flirting with a coworker. I mean, here's why I don't under, here's why I don't get it. Is because you're going to meet someone. You've got no choice where you spend most of your time. Mm-hmm. Right? So they say go to church. You know, you're in church or if you're involved with your church, you're going to meet somebody at church. Okay, so you go to church or fine. You know, you're always at the grocery store. You're going to meet somebody at the grocery store. You know, now, of course, you can go online and the, the apps and stuff like that. But you spend the bulk of your time, if you live the nine to five world, at work with these people. Yep. That's that's when you're going to know if somebody's compatible. But that's why it's really not a good idea, because in the instances or the few cases where it's good, okay. But in most cases, it's not good. At some point, you break up, and then now you have to go work with one another with beef and bad chemistry. And then if you're a talker, you're going and telling your other coworkers, and it's just drama. In my experience, I've dated back in the day. You know, obviously, I've been married for 10 years. But back in the day, I dated it was there was a lot of that going on mm-hmm. and i can't remember any issues i mean we were it's like the restaurant business it was very incestual oh you're humping in the restaurant business right like as soon as you sign up to work in the restaurant business you yep. just might as well pick out four people you're going to sleep with <laughs> right and two of them are line cooks you're, you're always a line cook right. and why are they pulling such good tail because the line cooks always say you know i'm like a year off from being an assistant manager <laughs> <laughs> You know the big bucks are going to start rolling in. <laughs> so you might want to get on this train now. <laughs> and they can feed you. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I could make a really good wing. Okay? <laughs> 9% of the people surveyed or 1 in 11 said they had a romantic relationship at work while married. 12% of men, 7% of women. Men are more likely to cheat with a subordinate or someone they manage. That's a duh. Right. Women are more likely to cheat with someone who's not their boss. Uh, which doesn't make any sense. That seems like it's contradicting, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If you're cheating with somebody. That's men- not your boss. Just maybe one of your coworkers or somebody in a different department that's not over you. Oh, but I get what you're saying. But it's like you're not necessarily cheating as the subordinate. You might be single and then the guy is cheating with you. Yeah, assuming these are all straight relationships, right? So men are more likely to treat cheat with a subordinate. And then it says women are more likely to cheat with someone who's not their boss. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about a gay relationship. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. I know, well, yeah, that's the dream. I will tell you, you know, it's um, I'm past a gay my, relationship. Yeah, that, that <laughs> that's next segment. <laughs> yeah, I should have had a nice pause in there. Yeah, I I'd always wanted to have a woman that was in power hit on me. Yes, I never had that. I always wanted to be put in that situation. Like, what do you do? And I never had it. Yeah. It doesn't really feel good. You may think that it does because you're a male, but when somebody in power hits on you, you instantly feel, number one, pressure, number two, drama's coming. And for me, I was angry, so it just didn't end well. See, I wonder. I always wondered if I could play the game, you know, where, you know, look, I'm going to need you to do this, you know, because not only am I your boss, but I'm slinging. And then I come in with that manila envelope, and I'm like, well, what if these pictures leak? Yes. I think it's time for the kid to get a raise. Oh. I always wanted to, like the stuff you see on TV. Yes. Just let's, let's you want to bribe somebody. Now, I, I will tell you, I years ago had a saleswoman, I mean, a long, long time ago, that hit on me. And this was the first time I ever experienced this. Uh, and she was very aggressive. And it made me feel uncomfortable because I was not interested in the least. Mm-hmm. And plus, I was, I think, dating someone at the time. So it was like, just, I wanted nothing, but I felt uncomfortable and I felt like I was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. 
even though I was, like, as a man, I right. felt like I was doing something wrong. Like, mm. <laughs> it's not bad looking. Why not? But as an employee, I felt like if I were to tell somebody, they wouldn't believe me. Right. No. Men nope. do face that. Like, what are you complaining about? Or what are you whatever? Yeah. Right. right. Yep. So mm-hmm. it was a, it was an odd emotion, you know, to have an odd feeling, an odd spot to be in. But I at least lived through it. But see, that's how she got mad at me because I wouldn't sling. But that's how how you would feel if somebody of power hit on you, too, the same way, especially if you aren't interested. You feel the same way. I'd cave for the raise. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What you need, mama? Nah. No, because they want to touch you. No, thank you. Yeah. Raise for the raise. God, he's good. (laughs) No, thank you. He's good. (laughs) How much you can get? Probably more than 3%. Oh, for sure. Yeah, in that case. In my case, none, because he couldn't have given me a raise. You could play a game and be like, all right, percentage of how much it grows, I get a raise for. Oh, dude, I'm in. So if I go up 40% erection, then I get a 40% raise. Oh, my goodness. Pull out the ruler. Yeah, baby. I'm a grower, not a shower. (laughs) Me too. We get paid. Right. We get paid. We'll be millionaires by the end of the year. Amen. I mean, not here, but I'm just saying in general. I doubt that. You know. Y'all will get 15 cents. I don't think A.A. Ron's interested in this conversation. No. <laughs> I'll show it to him. <laughs> yeah, for a race, sure. I'll show it to him, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, whatever. All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what else besides luggage an airline is weighing. All right, get you that big story from today in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. All right, third round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD-AIR. Quickly, please. Before boarding a flight, would you step on a scale? H3. Is that what you're talking about? No, you. They're going to weigh you. They're asking to weigh you. Uh Uh-oh. I've just eaten. That's a bad sign. (laughs) Under pressure. So, can you wing it or, like your bags, have to scale back? Uh Uh-huh. Starting on Monday, passengers flying on Korean Air may be asked to step on a scale before boarding the flight. They're stating that this is an exercise that they have to do for three weeks, and they do this about four to five years uh, at a time that they have uh, passengers do that. They're saying it's for safety precautions, but other people in the aviation field are outraged and said our weight on a plane does not have any bearance on the flight. Uh, Well, that's not true. It's all about weight. Yeah, but on a big plane like that? They say on a Boeing 757, our weight is not going to fluctuate. If you're on a small plane, they're saying yes. Well, definitely a small plane. I've seen I've seen a fat dude have to move to the other, <laughs> the other side of the aisle. I felt bad for a guy I work with. We were flying to the Bahamas on one of those small little planes, and the pilot comes back and says, sir, I need you to shift over here. Mm-hmm. I was like, oof, gosh. Yeah, on a small plane it matters, but the big planes they're saying. Well, it if it not if it doesn't matter, then why do they weigh your bags? Well, they weigh your bags because of I guess whatever they're carrying in the back of the plane. But I don't think there's aviation experts are saying our body weight on the planes though don't have a, a bearing. Well, I disagree with that. I because I, so do you think we should be weighed before we get on a flight? Well, I'm not saying that either, but I mean, look at Nelson, the flight that he took. Yeah. You know, if you're his size, you got to pay for, for two seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so weight does have a bearing on the flight some in some shape, form, or fashion. Well, you have to pay for two seats, not because how much That's you weigh, width. but because yeah. of the uh, seat space that you're taking up. You can't fit in one seat. Yeah, that was a width deal on that one. But it's still, the weight had a bearing yeah. on the flight for safety sure. reasons. Yes. Yeah. You know, that they don't want big... 
big <laughs> they don't want baby man oh that's a projectile buddy by the exit <laughs> or in the back of the i don't know where they want you i don't know either and, and they don't put they they put the the cargo under the plane they don't put it in the back of the plane so if why do they weigh your bags if it has no bearing on the flight and why do you have to pay extra if it goes over 50 pounds if it has no bearing i think the bags really do they're questions. saying the people don't yeah, but a people weighs more than a bag, right? How many bags do the average people but bring? But I think yeah, they're so taking into more. accountability of the people's weight, and that's why the bags are weighed. We've got a problem. The people's weight is outweighing the bag weight. I don't know how much this people's weighs, but I'm assuming it's a lot more than that Gucci bag oh, over yeah. there. Yeah, people weighs way more than a bag. And then you kind of get uh, a little freaked out, too, when you go weigh your bag and you're able to glad hand the guy to let you pass with 58 pounds uh-huh. versus 50 pounds. Like, okay, so why is this a thing if that's okay? And you're like, nothing's going to happen. Are you sure nothing's going to happen? I mean, you're okay with an extra $20 right. for my, my, my bag to weigh eight pounds more than what it weighs? $20. I've never paid that much when my bag was over. I'm always paying 100 plus. That's what glad handing is. Ugh. Do you know what glad handing is? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Glad handing is when you bribe someone. So that's what it means when I said I give him $20 so I don't have to pay $100. I'm not good at bribing people, apparently. Well, if you pull out a $20, that's all you have to do. $20 bill. Yep. That may be all you have to do. That's probably not going to work for me. I already know that. You fold it up and give it to him on the, the like the slap handshake. Yeah, the Sinatra handshake. Uh-huh. Yeah, you give it to him. Yeah. Or the Chevy Chase handshake and <laughs> Vegas vacation yeah. where he's just holding a ton of coins. He's like, Let's make the seats. I, I tipped him. It's okay. I tipped him. <laughs> I made the seats. All right. All right. Getting into the final hour, 916-909-0985. I do have a question, a couple questions actually coming up. One just real quick, uh, because this just literally became a question in my family. We have an emergency situation at the house that just occurred. Right now? Like mid-show? Yeah, like literally. Oh, my so God. I'm, I'm texting as I'm talking. Um, and we're without car. My wife doesn't have a car. She sold it when she moved oh, out here. right. So I've got a question about uh, some Uber rules, if uh, you can bring a dog in an Uber. I knew that was what it was going to be. <laughs> I just knew it was the, had to do with the dog. I had no, I had no, t- I didn't have time to Google it or anybody, so if you're an Uber driver and I don't know what the rules are. Just tell them it's a service animal. That Well, and that, I don't know what the rules are there either. Do you have to have proof of service seat? I don't know. I see a lot of people that have quote-unquote service animals. Uh-huh. <laughs> Most cases you don't. And they don't look very... Need serviceable. serviceable. 916-909-0985. Hang on. This is the hell, you know, when you don't have a guy for everything yet. Mm -hmm. Or a place when you move to a new spot like we all have. You're trying to find your guys. And I use that term generically. They could be women. Mm -hmm. Right. Guys and gals. Guys and gals. You need your plumber. You need your doctor. You need your dentist. You need all those things. You need your veterinarian. Dentist bad, but yeah. I got actually I got a dentist. Do you? Because I I got a guy. <laughs> I, I need your guy because I pulled a filling out at uh, Snoop Dogg. I, I got a I got a guy. I called up and uh, they're fans of the show. Love that. So uh, I was able to get it. Not that I because they listen, but I was able to get it. That's the thing. Like nobody takes walk-ins. Like the doctor no. situation nope. is crazy. It's like, can I make an appointment? Yeah, we'll see you in 2025. Mm-hmm. You're you available in July of 2025. No, you don't understand. I've got this like gaping gash in my mm-hmm. arm that I, I really think somebody needs to look at. Well, 
Yeah, we can get you in 2025, but if there's an opening, <laughs> there's an opening, we'll give you a call. Okay, cool, right. cool, cool. So one of our dogs, uh, King Henry, he uh, he's he hurt his leg somehow. Oh. So, you know, we, and then he started biting it, and I, I think he's a little bit nervous. He's a COVID dog, so he was pampered by our daughter <laughs> and he's he's very he's got um what's that called uh issues separation anxiety yeah separation oh, yeah, anxiety yeah. right so he gets nervous a lot and whatnot so anyway he hurt his leg the other day and <clears throat> we thought you know it's a dog hurts his leg and it'll go away they'll fix it and so it hasn't get, gotten fixed and my wife just texted me she's like uh i'm going to the vet and i was like okay cool you know, you know let me know how it goes no biggie you know everything's gonna be okay it's mm-hmm. not a big deal then i forgot she doesn't have a car <laughs> so how'd you think she was getting there i didn't even think about it i nope. just i just assumed she had a car and our daughter's already you know left with her car to go off to, to college so to school so and i got the other car because my wife sold it when we moved down here because <clears throat> there were some issues with it and it was just better to sell it so uh, i was like oh my god what are you gonna do <clears throat> you know maybe go over across the street to her neighbor you know say hey can you give me a ride mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she was like no i'm just gonna call an uber it's like i don't think you can get an uber with a dog unless it's a service animal no, you actually can take an Uber with a dog. I looked it up. So that the, you can get any dog, any dog, and any Uber. Yep. And you, it's not a special Uber. It's not no. Uber Doggy or Uber Pet um, or something. And we have something on a text machine as well. Yeah. Quick on Okay. Wow. It's been so long since I had to push the button. I actually might get into the doctor's office before, <laughs> before he, he finds the, the sound effect. Make it a different the color. The text machine says you can book an Uber ride with a pet under Uber Pet Rides. So I guess there's well, a special a thing. tab right there. You can select to say that you have a pet. And it's the Uber driver's discretion to say I'm accepting pets in my car. Some may say I'm not accepting pets in my car. So that's what the text machine says. Okay, so it's not definite. This Uber person could get to the house and the Uber say, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's it's up to the driver's discretion if they allow the dog or not. But if you go into this tab and choose it, these are Uber drivers that I guess have the preferences set that they accept dogs in their car. Okay, so ride. I don't I don't see the Uber pet. I don't know what you're talking about. I think that's I think that's baloney, phony baloney stuff you're reading. Well, I don't think he would write us this on the text machine if it was fake. Uh, well, maybe, maybe we just can't find it on our Uber app. I I don't see it. So this guy, whoever comes to pick up my wife here in any minute, the Uber is going to be like he's like arriving right now. Mm-hmm. If he looks at her and says no, then yeah, she won't be able to get in. She'll have to find somebody that will accept the dog. But and, you can take them in um, Uber ride. And I'm assuming she's still going to get charged, right? Because they have the like cancellation fee. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get you. They sneaky. shouldn't charge her if they deny her the ride, though. She shouldn't be charged for that because the Uber driver has to say that he's denying the ride. Because it, when you drive for Uber, right, uh, do they have Lyft here? Yes, they yeah. have Lyft. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what, how my daughter gets to school in Lyft. Okay, so when they when you drive for Uber, it's your car, and you it's up to you whether mm-hmm. you want to let somebody in or not. Absolutely. Right. For every ride. For every ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can discriminate on anything you want. Well, most of the time, they don't discriminate. If they don't give somebody a ride, it's because they I don't would. feel safe. I would. I just immediately on a power trip. Yeah. (laughs) Did you select Uber discriminate? Because (laughs) that's the ride. When I say discriminate, I'm not just talking like race, but I'm just looking at somebody going, no, I don't want you sitting behind me. That's a no. Because I would have, I would have a problem with that. I'm, I'm like a a, a car snob. I'm a house snob. You could never be an Uber driver. Never in my, unless I had, no, not even plexiglass. Nope. Just I'm very particular who I get in the car. You know, pl- please, we're, we're not, no, we're not listening oh, to that. See, here it is right here. It says Uber Pet. Oh, 
okay, it's an option. They're not lying. Okay, so when you oh, I wasn't in that screen. That's why. Uh-huh. Is it is it more expensive? It is Probably. more expensive. Yeah, like the, if you take a regular ride right now, what I have selected, it's thirty three dollars. If you do Uber Pet, it's thirty seven dollars. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. No, not bad. I wonder if they have doggy treats. Um, they might. That'd yeah. be a good Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Be a really good Uber driver. Yeah. So anyway. That's the hell of not having a car, not having people. And then she was like on the phone for 30 minutes trying to find a place uh, that would take her because no one takes walk-ins. Mm-hmm. I had that problem when I tried to get my dog groomed. It took me about a week to find nobody, somebody. Nobody yep. takes walk-ins. They don't take walk-ins, and everybody I call was booked up until a week. <laughs> Is it People don't take walk-ins because there's not enough staff? Is that the reason? That's what I think. I think they're understaffed a lot here, uh, more so than when I was back home. Yeah, but, but yeah. It's, been, it's been getting this way even before COVID, like especially with doctor's offices. You can't tell me they weren't staffed pre-COVID. The staffing has not gone up or down at my doctor's office, and it's become increasingly impossible to get into them even, you know, five years ago. No, I didn't have that many problems oh, five man. years ago going to the doctor. I could call my doctor and go in same day a see, lot of the time. If it was same day, I'd have to see a medical assistant. I think there's conspiracy. There's something going on. It's like, <laughs> It just does. There's a lot of this stuff that makes sense. People use the COVID thing too loosely, mm-hmm. you know, post-COVID. I know that we got a new variant, and some people are foreshadowing another, you know, lockdown wave and mask wave and all that good stuff again. But uh, just kill. You know, I, I, I use say that. I, I use the, the stores that say we're closing an hour early because we're understaffed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. You just stay an extra hour. Like, that's and it's an hour. And you're here. But I think it's because of how laws are here that they can't do that or something. So I think that's why they close down and stuff here with those signs on the restaurant. No, it's called lazy. I don't know. Me and Nelson went to a restaurant the other day, and they closed for the whole day because they needed to restock. Yeah, That's what, what the sign said. Yeah, the, we're restocking the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, restocking what? <laughs> Chicken wings? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did they kick you out? No, we couldn't, we couldn't even, even get in. Get in. <laughs> sorry, we're we're sorry. The moose outside just told you. <laughs> yeah, we're closed to restock. That's exactly right. Uh, that's I, that's a new one. I've never heard of that. Neither before. have I. We drove all the way over there. Just to find out they were close. Baby man wanted wings. <laughs> oh, I was so hungry for a wing. <laughs> Baby man don't need restock. Baby man, eat what you got. I almost mugged the linen guy. They had linens dropped off. So you can have linens dropped off, but you can't have uh, chicken wings dropped off? Right. Where are you getting these wings at? Nelson confronted the man. <laughs> Special. What'd you say to him? I was like, are you guys really close? He's like, whoa, dude, I'm just a linen guy. I was like, who's bringing <laughs> linens to a chicken wing spot? <laughs> Is that what they close for? Restock for linens? <laughs> Baby man needs answers. <laughs> Baby man doesn't buy your crap. No. <laughs> so where'd you end up going? Oh, this pizza spot. Pizza twist. Pizza twist, yeah. It was a, it was pretty good pizza, actually. Baby Man was upset because Baby Man wanted wings. Baby Man wanted wing. <laughs> Baby Man no need linens. No. Baby Man thought stupid. Baby Man wipe his mouth off with with arm. <laughs> Baby, Man, <laughs> Baby Man new shirt. Yes. <laughs> right. 916-909-0985. I had uh, no problem walking into a place yesterday, which uh, it's not my usual go-to for haircuts, but... I needed a, a change a little bit on the on the noodle. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever been greeted quite like I was greeted yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
I hope this woman's not listening. Because <laughs> you want to go back? No, I'm not going back. I oh. just, I, it was, and I hope my real haircut lady's not listening either. Oh, she's going to be jealous. You know how that goes, right? <laughs> yes. But I'll explain all this. And then I was like, I, I, I literally almost walked out before I got it done. Wow. Because of her answer to my question, how are you? Uh-oh. Right, oh, me, my God. Give us a minute. Hang on. I think during that break, we solved the world's problems, at least for Nelson. <laughs> as he's as he's trying to earn some extra cash, he's got some bills to pay off. We collectively put our brains together, and we came to the conclusion of Nelson will now join OnlyFans, and he won't show his eyes. He'll have his shirt off. It's not going to be too provocative. No. And he's going to eat healthy food. With a close-up of the camera, and then eventually move on to the fact or the point of him eating chips with his butt. <laughs> yeah, that'd be in the private chat. You had to pay extra for that. That I don't know what you listening did in the last ten minutes, but that's what Nelson and I did in the last ten minutes. Yes, it was we, riveting. We 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 strategically planned the chip <coughs> butt eating money making scheme. I don't think anyone else is doing it. And the juice is running. <laughs> I know. I know. My idea, your butt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Juice is going to be run, and I think it's going to look. There is a, I, I mean, truth be told, there is a, there is a fetish, if you will, yes, for people that like to watch other people eat, they and call, I'm, I'm one of them. They call them feeders. Is that what I'm called? Well, if you want to feed someone and watch them eat, yes. So you would be then a feeder. Oh like, no, 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 no! I just like to watch. I don't have to. It doesn't have to be sexual, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, okay. But you have a specific type of person that you like to watch, Bailey. Not yes, but not. I'm good with anybody for the most part. You know, like I, I always say I like to see the heavy woman at the mall eating mm-hmm. a big juicy hamburger yep. and crying and crying. And you know, crying. So I don't know. It sounds really twisted to men. I, I don't get aroused by it or anything. I just think it's. I don't know. I think it's cool to watch. But old people when they drop food like on their chins and stuff. Yep, I love that. You know, because I feel so bad that. for them. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to go and fashion. take my finger yep. and swipe it up their mm-hmm. their chin and go, here, you missed some tapioca. Just dab your little chin. There. Just a little little, little chin dabble. Mm-hmm. You know, so what would I be? I'm not a feeder. I'm a. You're just a watcher at that watch point. Watch a then. feeding. Watch, watch a feed. Yeah. Watch, 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 feed. So uh, I shaved my head yesterday. Right? I took all the hair off. I just, I was like, it's getting into winter, beanie season. It's good like that. Okay. I know it doesn't quite make all the sense in the world. No, it didn't. When you said that, I was like, well, don't you want more hair? Because you, you, you'd want to take the hair off during the summer. Uh-huh. Right. right. No? Yeah. Okay. I'm more of a winter guy. Gotcha. Anyway, I needed a little change. So I went and did it. My wife was like, I'll do it for you. And I was like, I think there's a I think there's a strategy when you shave your head. And she goes, no, no, no. I can just take the dog cl- clippers and just, you know, zap. And I was like, well, I don't want it all the same length. I th- I'm pretty sure the last time I did this, there's a way to oh, do it. Oh, you want it blended. Yeah. I don't want because I have a unusually large shaped head mm-hmm. and I don't want to look like a giant peach, you know, fuzzy uh, peach. Yeah. So you don't want it all bald. You just want it lowered. Mm, well, it's not, I'm not bald. Mm-hmm. It's just shaven. You know, it's, it's low. So I don't have to do anything with it, but n- I knew I didn't want it all the same length. So I was like, let me just go now. My normal lady, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's highfalutin, right? She's, she's a stylist. Yes. And uh, I was like, I can't get over there. I don't even want to try to make an appointment. I got to cheat on her. Mm-hmm. So I'll just go across the street to the place. You know, it's, I think, you know, last time I went to this place, I, I've been in a while. It's like 10 bucks, five sure. bucks. Yep. And that's not the case anymore. So it's $25. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten a lot pricier. But anyway, it was, it was very convenient right across the street, right by the gym. 
So uh, I walk in, and literally nobody in the store, not a soul, which is good for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, I can get in and get out. All I need to do is take the thing. And it's this woman, and uh, she doesn't quite acknowledge me walking in. There was nothing else going on, just me. What was she doing? I think she was cleaning up. She's okay. crying and eating a sandwich. So maybe she didn't see you. <laughs> eating chips with her butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me, my friend's about to do that. Like, <laughs> so I asked the question, how are you? Mm-hmm. What did she say? Oh, she gave the truth. Yeah. Oh, no. But that's what you want. What? No. No, 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 no. You, one, people ask that question because they want you to lie to them. And two, if you're working in an establishment and a customer comes in, you're always great. A, an establishment where you're going to do artistic work on my body. Something sharp. Yeah. By my neck. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're always good. Yeah. You're not like I don't need somebody. I'll tell you what you said in a second, but I don't need somebody to be like, <laughs> you know, pff, grandpa died. I'm kind of depressed. <laughs> a little suicidal. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and he was murdered by a guy who looks just like you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I don't need. No. You won't guess it, but would you like to guess her response? Uh, so hold on. Her response was obviously not well. Okay. Right. Not okay. Not good. And then she gives a reason why. Maybe because all of her employees called out and she stuck there by herself for the rest of the day. All right. Based off the information, that's a good conclusion. Not it, though. Uh, I'm going to say that she's having some really serious money troubles and that her car just got repoed. Now, does have something to do with a car, though? Oh, God. Mm. You guys want to keep going? Her car. Car battery died and she had to Uber to work. No, nothing to do with Uber. No car battery died. It actually works just fine. Oh, okay. Um, accident? She smashed the front end in? An accident, but she did not run into a building or smash the front end, so to speak. The building hit her? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she was in a tornado? Yeah. <laughs> now think about it. What else could happen? Something fell on it. No. No. She hit something. Someone? No, something. A pole. No, that would be something, but no, not she did not hit a pole. She hit a living thing. A dog. Oh, no. Not a dog. A cat. Not a cat. A pig. Not a pig. You're supposed to swerve for a pig because you'll get launched in the air? Yeah. Someone on a bicycle. No, a duck. And she was what? distraught. That's a duck, lady. Like So I walked in. And I walked in and I said, <laughs> uh, I, I said to her, I go, how are you? She goes, I'm not good. And I said, I almost turned around right then and there. <laughs> I'm out. I don't want to be here. And she goes, I'm not good. And I said, uh, I'll, you know, I was like, I'll play along. Because she was like, kind of fun and, mm-hmm. and jolly, you know. And she goes, uh, not good, but I'm here. You know, like one of those. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, man. I go, you do know the rule, right? And she goes, what's that? I said, you're supposed to lie to the customer and tell them you're doing great. Uh-huh. And then she gets that what you know everybody has the tough guy mentality. I don't lie to people. I always tell them the oh, truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like okay, and it's like well okay. So now that I'm here and uh, and I'm and I was like truth be told, I'm contemplating whether to sit in the chair. So give me a second. Mm-hmm. I said, why are you upset? I'm curious. And she goes, I hit a duck coming to work. <laughs> what go, ruined her day? I go, is it? I think in about ten minutes you're gonna be okay. Like yeah, like <laughs> think you can get through this. She goes, yeah, I'll be fine. So I took a chance, and I did that, and I got my head shaved. And how do you feel about it afterwards? You she actually did a left? very good job. But it was. It was two, two and a half, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she blended it. She blended it. 
Right. So now my wife can use the dog clippers. Yes. And I can I can do it. Just at do home. it at home. I can do it, but I had to see it be done by somebody. And now you're a licensed hairstylist. Now I'm a licensed hairstylist. Yes. <laughs> to the left, to the right. Yes. I'll be, I'm going to go out, to guide her. I'm going to go to Sally's Beauty Supply after work today. <laughs> buy my own shears. <laughs> And install one of those layback sinks in my house, too. <laughs> oh, that would be nice to have. Yeah. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why a mother has gone on a hunger strike. All right, get you that. Last-minute calls, comments, concerns, anything on the text machine, too? 916-909-0985. We'll do all that when we get back here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks to good guys, heating and air. Five three zero good air. Five three zero good air. All right, good. With her son under attack, this mother has gone on a fast. H four. FIFA suspended Spanish soccer chief Luis Rubiales over his behavior at the Women's World Cup final, which included kissing a star player on the lips. And due to his suspension, because he refused to step down or resign, his mother has started a fast as of yesterday, and she <laughs> said she will not eat. She will not leave the church. She's going to stand there and pray until her son is vindicated, basically. And then she should market it as the new diet. <laughs> because I'm telling you, when I saw this story, Nelson, I thought of you. I know you're trying to shed a few LBs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you ever have to worry about me getting in trouble or suspended or even fired at some point. But if you really want to get my back, Mm-hmm. Stop eating. You want me to fast for you? You fa- fast, fast for me, baby man. Fast fa- for fa- you. Fast for me, Argentina. Yeah, fast, <laughs> fast for me. I don't know. This whole thing is kind of silly. Like, I maybe I'm just naive to the culture, but isn't the culture there the Spanish culture like kind of like the French or the Italians? It's a lot of kissing. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was like side kisses. No, I what I when I watched this video because I watched it a few times just to see if I'm missing what's going on. It's one of those to me sports things. That's what I saw him do. I don't. I'm not saying every sport does it, but it was just kind of like being excited, kiss. He patted her on the back like great job. Is is what I saw. Yeah. And she said she wasn't offended. She just didn't consent to it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it really is. Be, guys, straight guys will kiss straight guys. In excitement, like when they win sports or and things like right. that. Yeah, I've seen it. So, like, I've never seen you know a guy go, "Oh, I didn't give consent for you to give me a high five Or mm-hmm. I mean, but this is touchy, right? Because it he's is. a guy, she's a female, uh, he's a boss, she's yep. a player. Yep. It was on the lips. I think it might be a different story if it were on the cheek, mm-hmm. right? It is kind of weird. There's no doubt that you're, you know, like I could see a straight guy kissing another straight guy on the lips of excitement for winning a champion. I know it sounds weird, but follow me here. Over a championship out of passion. Like you just, oh, you hit the win game winning. Right. Home run. I just want to kiss you. I'm so happy we won. Right. And just one of those types of things. Well, didn't Brady kiss Belichick? I thought he did one time when they won a Super Bowl. But I can see that over this. Yeah, just because uh-huh. of the climate we're in now, you just have to be really careful of everything that you do. Absolutely. But has Me Too come to Europe? You know what I mean? I don't know. It has now. Right. So so this this girl, she's not at the the head of this this uh this getting after the president guy. She's not spearheading this. No, she's not. They're they're asking her questions, they're interviewing her. So she said, No, I did not 
consent to him doing this. She says she was not offended, but she does say that what can she do about it? She's like, he's my boss. He's over us. I mean, like, what do y'all want me to do? Okay, but is she the one that is saying he should be suspended? No, they're saying other people on the team are saying that he should be suspended. They say like 30 or 40 some people have gotten together and now said because he's not re- uh, resigning and stepping down, they won't play. But I think they're doing this because of the media attention because they didn't initially feel this way. Yeah, so that's the problem right there. If if the person in question is not the one that's spearheading the operation, mm-hmm. then everybody else, you know, you can have your opinion, <laughs> but when it when it comes down to it, it's the parties that be should be sitting across from each other right. and working it out. Now, if she comes out and says, hey, look, I was offended, blah, 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 you know, uh, first off, they don't want to make a PR issue out of it, which has already happened. Well, just her saying she didn't consent, they started beating her up for it. So it sounds like it's kind of a witch hunt, right? Because, yep. like, if this would have happened, it would have just blown away, blown mm-hmm. over, and nobody – Nobody would have, they would have been like, that's weird, that's odd, and then nobody would have said anything. But you have the people that aren't involved, like the these, like the vocal minority <laughs> that have so much to say because they have these ulterior motives, and most of them, you know, have a cause, which is fine, but they want everybody to buy into their cause. Right. Most of the people that are outraged about this, I guarantee you, didn't even watch this soccer game. They just saw this right. clip online, and they jumped on to start complaining. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know the mm-hmm. feeling. I had that <laughs> happen with the fantastic flop thing, man. I had the <laughs> right. entire world, not just the United States, but the entire world after me because of things that were taken out of context mm-hmm. during that interview. Yep. Uh, and I was the, what did uh, Michael B. Jordan call me, the idiot racist on television. I'm like... Okay, well, that's kind of cool. He gave me a name check, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You're wrong. I should sue your sorry ass." And by the way, you can't act worth a damn at all. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Anything on the text machine worth mentioning, or you want to get out? Um, uh, not related to Uber questions. I just want to say I'm so happy you all took the morning show slot. Well, thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, a little follow up to the Uber thing. Uber took my wife with the dog. Uh huh. She gets to the veterinarian that on Google, it says emergency vet walk-in. Mm-hmm. Going back to the conversation. Right. She gets there. They say we don't take walk-ins. Dang. So now she's got to spend God knows how much time. Calling around. So I put an all call out to our coworkers, uh-huh. and I'm getting some good feedback. So thank you to uh, to Chris and Molly for, for, for giving me some places. But, like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you got to know somebody. You this, do. This is absurd. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, so anyway, all right, what you got? Fast until something happens. There you go. Nelson? You want to see me eat potato chips with my butt? You know where to find me. That was really not convincing at all. I know you're trying to be suave. Mm. Not so much. No? Do it with a smile. Hey, you want to come see me eat potato chips with my butt? Only fans. You know where to find me. You know where to find me. And then finish (laughs) it up with a... (laughs) Yeah. Crunch. Get a hold of the baby man. Uh Look, uh, we appreciate you listening. Listen to the BS on social media tomorrow. We'll release another episode of uh, the BS Uncensored, the podcast, the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com, anywhere you get your podcast. Have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. And if all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. And bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know, I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.